Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 467, for Saturday, May 5th, 2018. This is the BGG Page Views edition. After spending two weeks in the top ten, last week at number three, tumbling all the way down to number twenty is Darklight by Morrow Payne, published by Dark Ice Games, with 12,102, that is a 16,000 page view decline, almost 60% fewer than last week, uh, certainly by far the largest decline within the top 20. That is, however, 1,600 views more than last week's number 20 had. Entering at number 19 is Fury of Dracula, and it is billed on Board Game Geek as the third slash fourth edition by Frank Brooks, Stephen Hand, and Kevin Wilson, published by WizKids, with 12,351, 249 more than Darklight. Entering at number 18, Tornado Rex, published by Parker Brothers, with 13,347, almost exactly a thousand more than Fury of Dracula. Entering at number 17, Homesteaders, by Alex Rockwell, published by Tasty Minstrel Games, with 13,548, 201 more than Tornado Rex. Dropping five spots down to number 16 is Spirit Island, by R. Eric Roos, published by Fabled Nexus, with 13,921, about 400 more than home, or 19% from last week, Number 16 is the lowest position Spirit Island has had since February 3rd. Sliding back two spots to number 15 is Gaia Project by Jens Drogemüller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, with 14,276. That's 355 more than Spirit Island, but off 2,600, or 16% from last week. Also down two spots to number 14 Feudum, by Mark Swanson, published by Odd Bird Games, with 14,287. 11, more than Gaia Project, and also down about 2,600, or 16% from last week. Re-entering at number 13, The Mind, by Wolfgang Vorsch, published by Pandasaurus Games, with 14,408. That is 121 more than Feudum, a gain of 6,400, or 80%, over last week's total. Climbing two spots to number 12, Kingdom Death Monster, by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death, with 15,079, 671 more than The Mind, down 1,400, or 8.8%, from last week. And after debuting last week at number 9, Stepping back two spots to number 11 is Thanos Rising by Andrew Wolf, published by USAopoly, with 15,353, about 300 more than Kingdom Death Monster, down 3,300, or 18% from last week. At number 10, for the second week in a row, Azul by Mikal Kiesling, published by Plan B Games, with 16,437. That is about 1,100 more than Thanos Rising, and about 1,100 less, or 6% less, than it had last week. 
So all through this run, from number 20 all the way up to number 10, we've seen it be very competitive, very tight. Not a lot of gaps between the games. In fact, the total gap from number 10 to number 20 is only 4,300, which is something, but not immense. And the gap between number 10 and number 9 is 3,300, so almost as much. There at number 9, dropping back three spots after last week's number 6, is Arkham Horror, the card game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 19,000. 780, that's a 1,200-view decline, or about 6%. Sliding back one spot to number 8, Scythe, by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 20,131, about 350, more than Arkham Horror, 62, more than it had last week, a 0.3% increase. Sliding two spots for the second week in a row, from number three to number five to number seven, Rising Sun by Eric M. Lang, published by Simon and Guillotine Games, with 21,168, that's a thousand more than Scythe, but down 4,500, or 18% from last week. Number seven is the lowest position Rising Sun has had since it re-entered the top ten back on January 27th. The first of our three debuts in the top ten is at number six, Hellboy, the board game, by James M. Hewitt, published by Mantic Games, with 23,011, about 2,000 more than Rising Sun. This is a cooperative miniatures game based on the comic book series, Hellboy. Sliding back one spot to number five in its 90th week on the countdown, is Terraforming Mars, by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with 24,731. It's about 1,700 more than Hellboy, but 2,700, or 10%, less than it had last week. Terraforming Mars becomes only the fourth different game to have 90 or more weeks in the top 10. After spending the last two weeks at number one, Sliding back three spots to number four is The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp with 41,665, 17,000 views clear of Terraforming Mars. For a reference, the gap from number five, Terraforming Mars, to number 20 is only 12,000. So a larger gap than that, half again as big almost, between number four and number five. But that is a drop of 35%, well over 20,000 views fewer than last week for the Seventh Continent. However, it is over 40,000, and it's in fourth place. The last time we had four games over 40,000 was two months ago, on March 3rd. Debuting at number three, Black Rose Wars, by Marco Montanaro, published by Ludus Magnus Studio with 43,000, 406, 1,800 more than the Seventh Continent. Black Rose Wars is a fantasy board game in which each player plays a mage, and the Board Game Geek entry calls it, quote, a competitive game of deck-building strategy and combat. 
Its Kickstarter campaign had a goal of $60,000 and has already had almost a half million dollars pledged. And our highest debut, at number two, is Four Against Darkness by Andrea Sviligoy, published by Ganesha Games, with 48,636. That's 5,200 more than Black Rose Wars and a gain of 32,000 from where it was last week. Last week it was number 15. Four Against Darkness, and that is the numeral four, although spelled out F-O-U-R, is, quote, a solitaire dungeon delving game. All you need is the book, a pencil, two six-sided dice, and grid paper. And reclaiming the number one spot after spending the last two weeks at number two and the number one game for the 50th time, it is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 49,000. 360, only 724 more than Four Against Darkness, so it almost did not reclaim the number one spot, but does just barely manage to pull it out. That is 10,000 views fewer than last week, though, a 17% decline. I remember back when Android Netrunner hit its 50th week at number one, and I said at the time, that it's hard not to imagine how interesting the battle for the top of this list would have been if it weren't for Android Netrunner. This is back on February 26th, 2014. At the time, there had been 30 different number two games in the 50 weeks that Netrunner spent at the top, which means that if Netrunner had not been there, there would have been 30 different number one games. Instead, there were only 10. Well, what about this run for Gloomhaven? Well, there hasn't been quite the same variety. There were 23 different games that hit number two in the 50 weeks that Gloomhaven has been at number one. And some of those are familiar that we've seen all over the list, like Scythe and Seventh Continent and uh, Arkham Horror and Terraforming Mars. They saw multiple weeks at number two. Uh, Rising Sun obviously spent seven weeks in a row at number two earlier this year. And at this point in the history of the list, uh, we've seen what it's like not to have a dominant game at number one. Uh, Certainly in the intervening time between Netrunner's uh, dominant run at the top and Gloomhaven's dominant run at the top, uh, there was a lot more variety. And you'd have uh, one-time appearances from games that now we've seen they'll debut at number two, and be gone. Uh, well, there were there was a year or two in there when games debuted at number one or moved to number one for a week, and then were gone. So I don't feel quite the same level of despair. I think that I felt when Netrunner hit its fiftieth week. As I've mentioned before, Netrunner went on to hit number one fifty-seven times in total, which means if Gloomhaven wants to beat that mark, it needs to do it eight more times. I think it has a solid shot. For Saturday, May 5th, 2018.